How Anansi Got All the Stories. Creek! Creek! One day, Anansi was walking through the jungle. He came across a beautiful orange flower with black dots. He knew that was called the tiger lily. And when he looked at it, he was filled with envy. How come Tiger gets something named after him? I want something named after me, Tiger Lily. Anansi Lily. No, I don't want a lily named after me. Anansi Tree. I don't want a tree named after me. I want something big, something good, something everybody talks about. <gasps> I want a story named after me. No, I want all the stories. Now, back then, the stories were not down here on Earth. They were up in a big box with Sky God up in the sky. So Anansi went straight up to Sky God and he said, Hey, Sky God, I would like all the stories. Yeah, you and a lot of other people. No, no, no. I, um, what's the price? I'll pay whatever it is. <laughs> what makes you think you could pay the price? Chieftains, great warriors have come. Nobody can pay the price. Yeah, but they're not Anansi. I can do it. Just tell me, what's the price? Well, you need to bring me three things. Number one, you must bring me Nyangara, the great python snake. Number two, you must bring me 47 Mamboro, flying wasps. And number three, a real live fairy, still alive. Okay, no problem. So Anansi went back down to earth and he sat in his house thinking, let me see your best thinking face. Oh, he was even thinking harder than that. How is he going to catch Nyangara, the great python snake? His wife came over and saw him with that grimace on his face and she was like, what's wrong? I'm um, just trying to figure out how am I going to catch Nyangara, the python? She said, well, what do you know about Nyangara? Just that he thinks he's the biggest and the baddest and he's always bragging about how he's longer than anything in the world. She said, well, don't you see how you can use that against him? He couldn't. So she whispered a plan in his ear. If you go down to the river and get a bamboo pole, then you and I can have an argument and pretend that we're arguing over how long he is. <gasps> That's such a great idea. And so he ran into the woods. He got a big, long bamboo pole. And in a few minutes, he was down by the river where Nyangara lived. And his wife met him. And they stood in front of that long bamboo pole. And they pretended to have an argument. He definitely is. Uh-uh, there's no way. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Yes, he is. He is. I'm telling you. I've seen him many times. He is longer than this bamboo pole. No, he's not longer than this bamboo pole. There's no way. Nothing could be longer than this. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Until Anansi finally said really loudly, I'm telling you, Nyangara is longer than this bamboo pole. Well, Nyangada had been listening to the argument, and when he heard his name, he slithered over and said, I'm longer than anything. Well, that's what I'm trying to tell my wife, that you're longer than this bamboo pole, but she's saying you're not. Let me prove it to you. 
and Yangada slithered up next to that bamboo pole. Now, his head was past the end of the bamboo pole, but as soon as he pushed his head longer, his tail was not even with the other end. Anansi's wife noticed. She said, uh, 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 your tail, oh, no, your tail's not even anymore. It's not a good measurement. And so he scooched back so his tail was even. But every time he slid past the bamboo pole to prove he was longer, his tail wouldn't stay at the end. Finally, he got so frustrated, he said, Anansi, you've got rope. Tie my tail down so I can stretch better. No problem. And Anansi came over and he tied his tail. <laughs> he spun so much webbing around his tail, it was good and stuck right at the tip. Now I can really stretch and you'll see I am longer. And while he was stretching, Anansi said, uh, maybe I should tie your belly too. <laughs> and when he was stretching his head past the end of the bamboo pole, he had his eyes closed because he was stretching so hard. Anansi snuck up and tied his head to the other end of the bamboo pole. Do you see now? I am longer. Ha! Anansi, you were right. Look at him. He is longer than the bamboo pole. Told you. Now you can untie me. <laughs> That's what you think. And he took that bamboo pole with Nyangara stuck to it straight up to Sky God. <gasps> Anansi, nobody has been ever to capture Nyangara the Great Python. Well, nobody's me. Although sometimes I am nobody. Only when I'm with birds. But that's another story. Well, don't forget, you still have to bring me two more things. So Anansi went back down to earth and he started thinking. Show me your best thinking face. How is he going to catch 47 Mamboro without getting stung? Well, his wife saw him thinking and she goes, what is it this time? I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to catch 47 Mamboro. It's the same thing, Anansi. You have to think about what you're trying to do. What do you know about Mamboro? That they sting and I don't want to get stung. Okay, besides that, what else do you know? Uh, they sting. Oh, they're always by the guafano tree. Yeah. They hate the rain. And as soon as he said the words, he had a good idea. He went outside and he got a gourd. He cut the top off and he took all the seeds out. And now it was empty. He filled it up with water and he went to the guafano tree because that's where the wasps are always flying around. And he took the water from that gourd and he started sprinkling it all over the tree and made it look like it was raining. Now the wasps hate the rain. And they were like, what is happening? Why is it raining? Is this supposed to rain today? I sit up on my umbrella. And the wasps were trying to hide underneath the leaves of the tree to not get wet. But it wasn't helping because the rain was coming from all directions. And so Anansi called out, Hey, Momboro, I've got a dry gourd here. You want to stay in it till the rain stops? Oh, thank you, Anansi. Thank you, Anansi. And they all flew in. He counted to 47. When he got to 47, he put the top on and he went straight up to Gaia and said, Here, 
Did I ask you for a gourd? No, but put it on your ear. And when Sky God put that gourd to his ear, what did he hear? Exactly 47. Astounding. But don't forget, now you have to capture a real fairy. Now this, he didn't need any help with. Anansi was a fairy aficionado. He knew everything there was to know about fairies. He had notebooks and notebooks and notebooks filled with drawings and notes. Because one day a year, the fairies were visible. 364 days a year, they were invisible. But on that one day, fairy visible day, Anansi would go out with a new notebook every year and he would be awake for 24 hours and he would take notes. He would draw pictures. He would watch where they went. He would, he knew everything there was to know about fairies. So he knew exactly how to catch one. He went into his little wood shop and he got a piece of wood and he carved a little wooden fairy exactly the right size. He carved it with its arms outstretched in front of it with the palms up so he could place a little bowl of fufu on its hands. When the fufu is the fairy's favorite food and he knew that would attract them. He painted the fairy with crushed flowers. He crushed up bugs wings to make the wings on the fairy look real. When he was done, it looked exactly like a real fairy, except it couldn't move. Then he tied a string to its head and he covered the whole thing with sticky, sticky sap from a tree. He ripped off a branch and let that sap drip all over the fairy. Then he put the bowl of fufu in its hands and he went to that beautiful moss-covered rock where the fairies like to rest. And that's another story. And he took that string and he went all the way up to the top of a tree and he held onto the string like he was fishing with the fairy down below. And he waited. And he waited. Then he heard them. Their wings make this very quiet. If you listen really intently, you can hear it. But when the fairies got to the beautiful moss-covered rock and they saw this little wooden fairy with Fufu, they started to have quite a conversation. Hey, is it visible day? How come she's visible? I love visible day. Can I be visible? It's not visible day. Well, if it's not visible day, why is she visible? I mean, can we be visible whenever we want? No, you can only be visible on visible day. But then why is she visible? Who's got a calendar? And this brazen fairy pushed all the fairies out of the way and said, who cares if it's visible day? She's got foo-foo. And she went right up to the fairy and said, excuse me, can we have some of your foo-foo? Will you share with us, please? And that's when Anansi pulled on that string three times, making the fairy's head go up and down as if she was saying, yes. So the fairies came and they ate the fufu. And if you were watching, it was like the fufu was just disappearing one piece at a time. And when it was all done, that brazen fairy came over and said, 
Thank you. But the wooden fairy didn't say a thing. I said, thank you. Excuse me. Do you not have any manners? Thank you for sharing. <laughs> so, I don't know, maybe nobody ever taught you any manners, but when somebody says thank you, you're supposed to say you're welcome. So, thank you for sharing your foo-foo with all of us. I don't understand. You have to say you're welcome. I'm giving you one more chance. I say thank you. You say you're welcome, or you're not going to know what hit you. Thank you. I said, thank you. And she got so mad, she took her little fairy hand and bopped the fairy on the shoulder. But when she did, her hand got stuck, and she couldn't get it off. Hey, you, you let go of me. Uh, you, oh, you let go of me. And then she pushed her other hand on her other shoulder, and now both her hands were stuck. And then she kicked her with her feet, and her feet got stuck. And before you know it, this fairy was completely stuck and couldn't get off. Well, the other fairies got so scared, they flew away. And this fairy was so scared, she stopped moving her wings, and she was silent. Well, Anansi, he pulled up that string, and he went straight up to Sky Guide. Here you go. Anansi, really, you think that I can't tell the difference between a wooden fairy and a real fairy? Nice imitation, but not quite. Number one, there's no sound. Fairies never stop moving their wings. No, no, no. There, there's a real fairy here. There's a real fairy here. There really is. I would hear its wings. No, no, no. What was he going to do to get the fairy to start flapping her wings again? And then he had a feather in his hair. From that time he tricked the birds... And that's another story. And he took the feather and he started wiggling it all over where the fairy was stuck. Until the fairy, she was biting her lip. She was biting her tongue. It tickled so much. She was trying so hard. Show me your face when you try not to laugh and somebody's tickling you. She was like... She started to laugh, her fairy laugh, and her wings started to make that beautiful And Sky God couldn't believe it. Anansi, you are the most cleverest of all. It is great pleasure I give you all the stories. And you can put yourself in them as the main character. But you must promise me one thing. Don't keep them in the box. Tell them. Tell them to your children and make sure they tell them to their children and make sure they tell them to their children. And so it happened. He got all the stories. He went home that night and he retold them all with himself as the main character in every story. And his kids told them to their kids on and on until somebody was smart enough to say, hey, now we know how to write. We should write these stories down. And that's how I got it. So I could tell it to you. And that's the end of that. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the stories. And remember, the way to love a story is to tell it. Share it with somebody else. 
put it in your own words. Change it. Make it your own. And tell your own stories. And most importantly, live your story. Life can be a fairy tale.